Well, uh, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Something that I've been thinking about in this new year is the prophetic and the voice of God and what is the role of a prophet, what are different types of prophets. Uh, I really feel like this year we're going to see a lot of mixture because God is refining the pure. He's bringing uh, the authority of the prophet forth on a new level I really feel like we're going to see people that don't proclaim themselves as prophets but when they pray when they declare when God says something they will obey I feel like it's a year of obedience I want to go into the dynamics of true and false prophets today Um, I guess let's start off with prayer Lord I just pray, Father, that you would give us all the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus, Father, would manifest, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, come and teach us. Give us discernment for this hour, Lord. You're awesome, Father. Uh, Thank you. And thank you, Lord, for your blood. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, lately I've been listening to different people and I feel like the Lord brought it to my attention that um, there's different levels of false prophets. I used to think that false prophets were, well, just false prophets, you know, that you would just think, well, they don't serve Jesus, so obviously they're false. But it's more than that. Um, There's a difference between operating under the spirit of a false prophet, the false authority, which I'll go into in a bit, but, and uh, being an agent of the enemy. So basically, there, you can be a Christian and still be a false prophet. Not knowingly, though. It can be out of immaturity, it can be you know, out of brokenness, we're people, we need to give grace. I've learned so many times not to just be pointing the finger, which I'm guilty of, but to pray for them and realize they're human, that God, you know, is healing us all, and that sometimes we don't know what we're doing. So I want people to think about that. Uh, in Jesus' day, there were false prophets. There's been false prophets since the beginning of time, but there's not something to be afraid of. It should motivate you and say, God, I pray for the truth. Lord, I don't want that. Lord, I want you. Lord, bring me to a new level of, Father, intimacy that I would hear you so clearly, Lord, that, Father, uh, that the, it would testify of you. So... And one way to discern, oh, sorry, I mentioned that Christians can be false prophets or operate and think they're prophets without knowing it or because of their own agenda. With immaturity, that's more because you're, uh, how to guard against that, I would suggest, you know, having people that are mature, that hear the voice of God, that know his word, that also have experience, that have wisdom from what not to do, (laughs) but if you don't have that, then stick to the word, stick to the Holy Spirit, and the key I think here is be willing to, to get it wrong, it's okay, if you did, if you're asking, you're trying, God sees that's faith, that's all he wants, 
So it's okay. Don't be afraid of mistake. Make a mistake. It pleases him. It doesn't please him to get false words, but that's not what you're trying to do. Love covers a multitude of sins. God says without faith it's impossible to please him. And he who prophesies speaks to edify, exhort, and comfort. So if you stick to these three principles, your heart will be in the right place. Just imagine Jesus, that um, he's in you. So when you talk to people and you, you're praying for them, it's like they are having a conversation with Jesus. Jesus is touching them through you. That when you pray and get a word, it's like they met Jesus and they had an encounter with them. That's the goal here. So that is a good way to protect yourself from um, falling into that deception. Another way is, like I said, wise counsel, his word. Does it bear witness to him? Does it cause a hunger for him? Does it convict you to know him? Or does it get it on you and all about your calling and your gifting? I've been there. I still do sometimes. One time the Lord said, uh, I was like, I'm going to be so prophetic and all this stuff. And I, I saw my spirit, my heart. The Lord Jesus walks up to me and he's like, so Zane. How are you going to do that? And he just, it was like someone took a needle to a balloon. <laughs> but I am glad that he does that, and I pray for that. And these are the meditations of the heart, you know. God says, a broken and contrite spirit, I will not, con you know. I, But also, you know, um, another thing is... Staying in your heart, flowing out of your spirit, not trying to initiate it, not trying to, um, if you do have a genuine calling to be a prophet, not to proclaim it, to really be careful if the Lord does show you that, to let him endorse it. It doesn't define who you are. It's um, your service to the Lord is a good way of what he's showing me. It's your job, a description. That's what I've been told. Um you know, it's basically your role to express him, to build the body of Christ. That's what a true prophet does is they confirm the word. They build the church up. They confirm. But to the unbeliever, they are a sign and wonder. They reveal the secrets of their heart, not in a scary way, not a condemning way, but a loving way that just brings them to conviction. As an example... Jesus and the woman at the well. He said he didn't come. Uh, he told her, "Well, yeah, you've had many," but he wasn't saying it. Well, you've had many. He said, "Well, yeah, but I forgive you. Go sin no more." And, and it, you know, and just the fact that he knew that and he called it forth in love and forgave it was a prophetic. That you can hear all you want. You can know people's details. Believe me, I've been there. Um, but it's about the presence that you carry, the heart that is expressed. How do you release the Father's heart for them? How does the Father meet with them? How does Jesus encounter them? And you can't produce the manifestation, but it's what your intention is, that you be a vessel. All that being said, um, another thing is if God does show you a calling, 
or a mantle that be very careful not to just share that with everyone. Not because you're special, but because I guess it could puff you up. That's one thing. But a lot of people don't understand that what that means. I also want to say this. Many are called and few are chosen. Many have a, a potential to impact the body, to be um, a vessel that, um, how do I put this? Let's say, is a builder and a, someone that um, carries that realm of authority. And that realm of authority doesn't lift you up, it actually brings you down because you're serving them, you're, you're you know, uh, putting your heart out there. You're, you're saying, God, it, it's not about you, is what I'm saying, is you're calling for the potential of them. You're calling for what God says about them, which is most of the time not what we think. I'm learning God, God always has such a good way. Like some people we think, like I didn't like one person. Out. My friend's like, well, have you asked the Lord what he thinks? I'm like, no. And so I did. I'm like, Lord, what do you think? And he's like, I love them so much. They're, they're pretty funny. You know, and it gave me their heart. You know, I had to release my stuff, but it really showed me a new perspective. And the false prophet will always call his own agenda. He will call the things that you can see about the person. While well, that church has this problem, this problem. Well, you know, God's going to have to annihilate them or God's going to have to clean this up. Well, obviously, a lot of things sometimes go without saying. But what does this true prophet say? He says, Lord... How can I serve them? Lord, is there a word? Use me, Lord, to, to be the right tool for the right circumstance or be at the right place, Lord, that this body can have a revelation to grow, heal. So it's being there strategically as a vessel. Um, it's sometimes speaking to leaders. Sometimes I've had relationships with pastors where, you know, I really love them and we would talk and sometimes, you know, the conversations would be the Lord, definitely, because... Um, I would often have something on my heart I didn't know it was the Lord, but it would be exactly what he preached. And sometimes he would take me to church, and I didn't know his sermon, but it was to testify of Jesus and to, I guess, help vocalize what the Spirit is saying to the church. The prophet's role is to keep the church focused. That's a good way to put it. That they give the outline, the blueprint. They, they call the main intentions of the season were the main intentions for the circumstance. Um, with false prophets in the church, the ones to be aware of are the ones that always believe they're right. Uh, that, I guess, can't be wrong. Or, well, no, the Lord said this to me. Or, you know not willing to be okay with, I made a mistake, you know, um, that they have to have the final say. It's a voice that asserts itself as the final authority, as the voice of God, or, you know, that their opinion is better than yours, pretty much, and that you're not submitting to God. It, it, it accuses. It's, it works with the religious stronghold. And how do these spirits get in? It's all the meditation of the heart. It's the process of growth. 
and how we respond. I want to make that clear. We've heard about demonology, deliverance, but how do these things operate? Why are they allowed to do it? It's because we're human. We're broken. We don't have grace. We hold on to things. You know, it's all about condition of the heart. We think too highly of ourselves. Well, God said, I'm a prophet. Well, you know, but yet they're not willing to love the body. You know, um, a false prophet does not know how to love the body. We don't love perfectly, but it's in the uh, heart to love them, forgiving, you know, to, to be a blessing. Uh, your role is to, you know, um, be the vessel, honestly, and to act as the voice of the Lord only as confirmation, not to be the authority, but the one that gets to confirm or reveal according to the Father's heart, of course. But um, it's also someone that equips and trains and affirms other young people in their gifting, I believe, um, that when people are just learning how to develop their relationship, when they start recognizing the voice of God to assure them out of their experience, to call and say, hey, you know, I went through this. God is doing this, uh, you know. And when the prophet speaks, it carries power either creative or destructive like some people when they talk and they tell you something you just believe or you just the light bulb clicks on what I call is like the anointing in the Pentecostal but uh, the world calls it charisma I don't care what you call it but there's like a force when they speak that you can either feel sometimes sense and you know what I mean like they're different it makes sense. It, it, it pursues you. It um, convinces you. Do you know what I mean? They have influence when they speak. Uh, something about them. And uh, that's how you'll know. Matthew, it says, you will know them by their fruits. And I asked him, Lord, can you be more specific? So he took me to the last couple, well, the verses that said, they will come to him on that day. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? Have we not cast out devils? Have we not done this? And he said, well, I don't know you. Who are you? Get out. And the Lord said that because a false prophetic mantle is all about me, 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 me. Or, you know what I mean? It takes away from who Jesus is. Lord, who do you say about me? Lord, what do you say about this? Lord, you know, it's always conversational. It's about him. You know, it's about your friendship with him. And that takes time to develop, you know. Um, I can't say I've arrived there at all. I definitely haven't, but I, I think over the last couple of years, I've gotten to have such an intimacy with him that I never thought was possible just from telling him how I felt, just, you know, being real with him at times, but also just confessing and saying, Lord, I screwed up and because I, I, you know, just being raw. But um, then... You know, I would get these responses or these comments or sometimes I'd open my Bible to, and I'd look down and the verse was right there. You know, so that also helps you to refine and stay in the, the truth. For those who do not love the truth will be given over to deception. It says in this Thessalonians, it's because they did not love the truth. None of us love the truth perfectly, but it's our heart posture to say, Lord, give me the love for the truth. Whatever it takes, I choose to love the truth. And that is the, the barrier, I would say. Also, praise and worship helps as well. 
with uh, Christian false prophets, it's really hard because there's mixture. They have sometimes you'll see they have really accurate doctrine in most of it, but it's always pointing about a work. It's always about what they can do, or it's always, you know, what they see. If anyone else sees anything, you know, um, it's not giving the value and the honor to be able to be judged to consider. Um, it's not giving weight to it, you know, to be examined and as the word of the Lord. Um, another thing is false doctrine. That goes without saying. Um, immorality. Also, you know, um, gossip and slander. I've noticed. Also, a lack of accountability to the body for what they receive. How does that look? Well, when I receive words, I, I pray on them. I, I really ask the Lord for confirmation. I also submit them to close friends that I know have a longer walk with me or that, you know, really know the Lord, that they're not just Joe Schmo, they are seasoned, you know, they've had, do you know what I mean? They're stable in the Lord and they, they have death and I run it by them and, you know, sometimes they've told me, saying I would want to pray about that and so you get to adjust and say, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, my flesh got in the way. Let's try it again. And he honors that. And that actually helps you to recognize the next time. But a false prophet will say, you know, you're too young in the Lord to hear such a word like that. Or, you know, God wouldn't say that to you. And it always puts down the Holy Spirit in another person. Because the Holy Spirit has just as much influence in you than he does in so-and-so. Not because of you, but because... When God wants to make himself known, it will be known. Like, you know it's the Lord for certain people you watch on television. And some people you know, they're just just not of God. (laughs) I'll say, or there's something off, or they don't practice what they preach. I don't want to go on. But, you know, they carry life. They carry that, wow, i got to keep listening kind of feeling. So, that's what I got uh, recently for understanding about the false prophet. I want to say that, you know, um, in the last two verses of that chapter um, in Matthew, it, it says that they were astonished after he got done teaching that doctrine because he spoke as one with having authority because he carried the authority from knowing the Father out of his own personal intimacy. That, you know, it wasn't a formula, it wasn't this, it was from, from, you know, father-son time, from knowing him, from your friendship, from your love with him, from your prayer closet. Um, It wasn't copying what someone else said, it wasn't making something up, it was just, this is what I sense the Lord, you know, it's that abiding and because of that tangible presence, that smearing, the anointing smearing on him, as it says in the Hebrews with anointing, that, you know, it, it opened the people's eyes. When you come out of a living presence, God is life. So when you're in his presence and you're getting refilled with life, it's tangible. Other people start to uh, come to life is a good way to put it. Uh and authority <clears throat> only comes from obedience as well. I want to mention that Jesus only did what he saw the Father do. 
uh, our walk with the Lord, not that we're perfect, but that we maintain a posture of honesty, um, pliability. I want to mention that, you know, confession, just being real with the Lord and just putting it on the cross, choosing, um, you know, having an attitude of repentance is a good way to put it. But 2018, we're going to see um, a new standard of, that we hold on God's people on the prophet because they are going to be called to do greater signs that will um, bring many to Christ, that it will disprove the new age and disprove the occult because it shows that our God is love, that he's alive, that, you know, um, we know him, that from our friendship of him, that we know the living creator and that, you know, God wants to pursue them so much that to get their eyes off the falls and say, look, I have something real for you and to give them hope, you know, and it will show the world that God's people are his people that um, also that, you know, the church, it will show that the prophets, the fivefold ministry is around and they'll keep the church on, focused on target aware of things in season out like what the lord is about i'll cover another time about the role of the prophet in the church but i would need feedback if you guys have questions please let me know um i really stepped out on a limb with this so i bless you guys i hope this encouraged you guys good night